Hi, you're listening to Lavish Hospitality. My name is Kimberly Campbell. Welcome to my table. This season, or today even, starts the season of Lent. Lent is not in the Bible. Lent is a part of the traditional church calendar. Um, I've posted some resources in the show notes that will help you if you are completely unfamiliar with Lent. Just a brief note of my history with Lent. I grew up in a primitive Baptist church, which does nothing with Lent. I didn't even hear of the word until high school. But we did practice foot washing, and that was usually done on Maundy Thursday. And we didn't do anything for Good Friday. Then we had Sunday of Easter week um, of Resurrection Sunday. So... Again, I practiced foot washing, but I had really no clue what it meant um, to serve. Well, it was something we did. I knew you had to be a Christian and I knew Jesus did it for us, but I had an understanding of what a middle schooler and elementary schooler would have as being part of the church, um, of a local church. But when I got to high school, it was the first I'd ever heard of Lent And it was done almost in a way of like, hey, here's here's something to stick. I had a Marvin the Martian watch. Um, If you're from the 80s and 90s, you'll remember that. It was a cartoon character. And loved him. Don't know why. But I had a watch, Disney Marvin the Martian watch. And I stuck a little neon green dot in the middle of my watch. So every time I looked at my watch, it would help me to remember something. That's what I chose. And I don't really even remember what I chose that year to remember during Lent, but I guarantee it didn't really work Um, because it was almost like, oh, I can get points if I do this because we were having a competition in the youth group, like who could rack up the most spiritual discipline points, if you put it that way, because, you know, kids... Teenagers are all about competition. So we broke off into teams in the youth group and put them like, hey, you get so many points for taking sermon notes, so many points for having your quiet time each day, something like that, you know, positive reinforcement. That's always good, but it kind of missed the point for me, at least. Maybe it was the point of building spiritual habits. I know there was good behind it. Because I trust my youth pastor at the time. He's still on staff at the church um, that I was a part of. But um, really, I could have done better. Okay, so now take me to college. I went to a private liberal arts college in Florida. Small. And it was a huge party school. There weren't a lot of live your life for Jesus Christians. And if you live in the South, you probably know what I mean by that. Um, there may have been some, we go to church on Christmas and Easter Christians, or we, um, know how to say God bless you when you sneeze, or we pray before a meal type Christians, um, but totally different, I think. So I remember living in the dorm my freshman year and Lent came or Ash Wednesday came now on that morning of Ash Wednesday, you could walk through the hallways and smell the pot. I mean, it was definitely a party school. There were 
drugs on campus. And sexual promiscuity was super high. I mean, it's college. And on that day, I heard so many conversations of friends about, hey, what are you giving up for for Ash Wednesday? What are you giving up for Lent? Have you gone to church to get your ashes? I mean, it was sort of like, oh, it's the thing to do because that's what we've been raised, whether they were raised Catholic or Methodist or Anglican or another church tradition that celebrates Lent or um, does Lent, observes Lent. There's the word I was looking for. Um, but again, it's maybe just we do this and we don't know really why we do it. So as I've gotten older, the habit of practicing Lent has meant more to me. Um, I usually don't fast from something. I usually add something to my schedule or add something to my life to help me build habits and everything. But I also struggle with, am I building the habit to build the habit or to put on social media or to do whatever? Or am I building the habit to pursue Christ? And the ladies over at Shiri Truth, I was listening to their Lent podcast yesterday with uh, Melissa Kruger and They wrapped it up so well. The point of Lent is not fasting or um, adding scripture reading, however good fasting and scripture reading are, or giving up chocolate or whatever. The goal, the whole goal of Lent is to gain Christ. Like the goal is Jesus. And if you do these habits or make these changes and they just lend themselves toward either legalism or um, putting one more thing in your Christian belt or hopping on the bandwagon, then it's wrong motivation. And everything that does not flow from faith is sin. It's what the Bible says. So before you even like participate in Lent, see why you're doing it. And I know around this time of year, It's busy as a small business owner. We're getting ready for master's, so I'm getting my house all clean. Um, We're trying to go on vacation. There's things piling up at the school for the boys. There's conferences to be a part of and everything. And it seems so busy. So my hope with Lent, my practice for Lent this year is to take two of my loves and combine them and share them with you. Um, first, I want to wake up earlier in the morning. I sleep late. I, I don't sleep late. I wake up early, but I lay in bed for a long time. And I could be using that time, especially to spend quiet time in the morning where my house is peaceful and quiet and dark um, and see the sunrise. I could do all that. And especially this time for Lent, that's what I want to do. I want to combine my love for hymns and music and art, and scripture, and put them all together. So I'll be sharing with you a painted hymn page each day of Lent, and there'll be scripture to go along with it. And then here in the podcast, we'll be reading that scripture and combining the scripture and the hymn to form a liturgy that you can pray They'll be about five minutes long, just like the Advent series was. It won't be as long as this intro, 
Um, so you're looking at three to five to six minutes each day of scripture, a line or two from a hymn or the chorus of it, and a liturgy to pray to start your day. So I pray that these are a blessing to you. I know that they will be to me. And um, I pray that as, as we walk toward Easter, as we walk toward Holy Week and get to Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, that you would have your heart and mind stayed on Christ. So the first hymn that I chose for this is Great is Thy Faithfulness. And I think to me it speaks of the overarching story of the Bible and how we see from Genesis 1 to the end of Revelation, we see the faithfulness of God with his people. We see the people in the Bible mess up. We see ourselves mess up. And we need to, to know that God is not going to mess up. God never has messed up. He never will mess up. He is faithful. So the, even the first verse of this great hymn, which is... Thomas Chisholm wrote it. It was written in um, the mid-1800s. So think, um, I don't know where Thomas Chisholm lived. Uh, it may be in America. It may have been across the pond. But it was during the Civil War, right after the Civil War ended. So think of the turmoil that's going on in the country. And not only American country people, like, dealing with patriotism and slavery and war and civil unrest and broken relationships, but also think of Christians who were trying to live at that time and um, trying to be a part of churches and what that looks like and how to interact with people whose lives are so broken, including our own. So anyway, the first verse is, Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. And that is the hymn, but it's also out of Lamentations 3. And Lamentations 3 and the rest of Lamentations is a lament. Lamentations. Lament. It's a plea of brokenness. It's a plea of, man, this is going so wrong. We need your help. And I just want to read Lamentations 3, 21 through 26 for you. And have that kind of be a, a start to the season of Lent on this Ash Wednesday for you. It says, but this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait patiently Sorry, it is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Father, we thank you that you are steadfast. We thank you that there is no shadow of turning with thee. We 
trust that you are faithful to your word. We trust that as we walk through the brokenness of this world, the brokenness in our lives, that you have the ability in your character in and of yourself to fix it. Also, to be steadfast and faithful, even if the brokenness doesn't get fixed, the sight of heaven. God, you sent Jesus to step into our brokenness, to live a perfect life, to cry with us, to weep with us, to lament with us, to rejoice with us, to ultimately give his life for us on the cross, being turned away from your sight, dying a death that we could not, paying the penalty for our sins, being faithful to every bit of what you called him to do. We thank you for Jesus and the work he did on the cross. And it's in his powerful, faithful name that we pray. Amen.